I'm Lorene Roberts. I'm your host and welcome to this week's episode of Wow, Love, Light, Inspire, the podcast especially for women like you by Inspirational Women. It's the go-to podcast that introduces you to women who are the industry leaders and experts in their fields from around the world, and they're totally, truly inspiring. They're going to talk to you about matters that mean the most to them. Their stories will be revealing. There will be fascinating conversations, and they're going to help you understand yourself, others around you, and to navigate life in general as we discuss all things women. If you do enjoy it, please come back as new episodes are released every Friday, and I'd love you to subscribe. You know, leave a review and share it with your friends to let everyone know about us. Or you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can go to the website, www.lovelightinspire.com. Now, today we're going to be hearing from me, yeah, me, <laughs> and you're going to learn all about me, and I promise I will bear my soul to you. So you will know everything about me and about how I work and why I do what I do. So let's begin. I've been writing blogs for the website for the last two and a half years, and I've written a lot of different topics and a lot of different stuff, all with the aim of helping women overcome issues, answer problems and everything that they have in their daily life. Now, my main interest is self-development. I love self-development. I love spirituality. I love metaphysics. And I started studying this in my early 20s. Oh, my memories from that time is not very good. I remember a very insecure little girl who was such a good girl who did everything everybody else wanted her to do, but not what she wanted to do. And I learned to hate myself. I learned to believe that I was not good enough and I was just never going to cut it. Now at 20, I married and I swapped my narcissistic mother for a narcissistic husband. Great thing to do. And the control over my thoughts and my life at this stage had left me so insecure and not seeing the worth or value in myself. I had no idea who I was. I had no idea what I liked. And I had no idea what I even wanted in life. I was a shell of myself. Soon after marrying, I got pregnant and I dedicated my life to raising my children in a way that I wasn't raised. So I put their needs and the needs of the whole family in front of my own. Not that I knew what my needs were anyway. In my early 30s, my life fell apart even further and I got chronic fatigue, which meant I spent most of it in bed, unable to do very much at all. I was miserable. I was really sad. I was lonely, but I was alive. I had a desire to live. I had a desire to watch my children grow up. Now, during this time, I actually read the Celestine Prophecies, which was a series of books which I loved immensely. So my interest in spirituality and self-development just never waned. It was something that I was always interested in. In my 40s, they were a little bit different. Things had picked up. I'd started my own business in photography and I threw myself into learning how to run a successful business and how to even be a professional photographer. I employed a business coach at the time to show me how to improve my business and how to upscale it so I was actually doing well. But what she actually quickly identified was my lack of self-esteem, my lack of self-worth. Oh, who would have thought? 
<laughs> although she gave me the business skills I was actually after, they weren't the main things that she concentrated on. So she had me doing various exercises, various things, which I didn't understand at the time. You know, I thought it was a real waste of time. But now I understand what she was doing. She was actually getting me to work on me. And I really appreciate what she saw and what she did at the time. But at the time, I I didn't understand it at all. But one thing she did get me to do was actually she made me promise that I would attend the Landmark Forum. I came to Melbourne because I was living in a country town at the time. I came to Melbourne and she made me promise that I would actually sit through it and not walk out. Most bizarre thing. So I sat there not having any clue what was going to happen. And I eventually ended up going on subsequently and doing the entire program. And although there's things about Landmark, which makes me squirm a little bit, the overall lessons that they taught me have been absolutely invaluable to the person I've become today. They made me look at life very, very differently. So I have so much gratitude to the business coach and to Landmark, you know, for what they did for me in that time. By the time I got to my late 40s, my marriage was, my goodness, extremely bad. And every bit of my self-esteem that I'd gained had been totally eroded. You know, I was just destroyed, you know, through the abuse of my late 40s. And I really did become a shell of myself. I had absolutely no idea who I was. I totally shut down and greeted within myself and I was refusing to look at the reality of what was really happening in my family, in my home, in my life, in my bed, everything. I just wasn't prepared to go there. One day my daughter came to me and actually said the words, mum, dad is abusing you and you need to leave. That made me absolutely face what was happening in my life. I couldn't deny it when she was categorically telling me, you know, that that was happening. And probably she was the only person at the time who probably could have said it to me because everyone else, I would have shut them down pretty quickly because I was not going there. So I'd been living in denial. You know, I was clueless, you know, consciously I was clueless to the fact that I was being abused and that what was happening to me was unacceptable. I had no reality of it being unacceptable. I remember sitting in the car one day after she'd said this to me, And I was watching my husband who was working away in the garage, putting stuff away. And I was listening to a CD from Tony Robbins. And I remember hearing Tony say, if others are not treating you the way that you want to be treated, you can't change them. You can only change yourself. So if you need to change the situation, you have to do that. So you will need to leave if you want things to change. And I remember the tears rolling down my face because I loved this man so much. And I knew that I was never going to leave him. I was going to stay and I was going to stay with him abusing me forever. Yep, that's right. I was never going to leave and I was quite prepared for him to do whatever he wanted to do to me. I had no boundaries. I had no self-preservation, I was going to stay because I loved him so much. At the time, I hadn't realized that I'd been isolated from other people. You know, I wasn't allowed to make friends and I had no support system. I had to justify all my actions, everything I did, how I spent our money, everything. I had no idea about how much control my husband had over me 
and my whole entire life. Wow. I look back now and I realize I had no self-worth at the time. And how sad is that? Luckily for me, the story ends not long after that. And my husband ran off with someone else and I was freed. Now I tell you now, at the time, it didn't feel like freedom. I was destroyed. How could I survive? What was I going to do? How could, where was I going to live? And how, this was the hardest part, how could someone I loved so much and who had told me that he supposedly loved me just as much run off with someone else when I had allowed him to treat me so badly? I had given him every part of myself and everything was all about him. How could he do that to me? Now, what's even a little bit little bit sad was I was watching TV one night and I was watching a woman being raped by her husband. And I remember thinking to myself that what the husband was doing was totally unacceptable and totally disgusting. How could he treat her this way? And then it hit me. This behavior was exactly the same as what my husband had done to me. And that was totally unacceptable too. Mm, took a TV show for me to realize that I'd been sexually abused all the way through our marriage and even before we were married. Now that hit me hard. Some, I picked myself up and I moved on. I continued on my journey to self-discovery through throwing myself into self-development. And after being introduced to another self-development course, it became obvious that this was the love of mine and finding myself was essential to working out what had happened to me in my life and why the hell it had happened in the first place. I really realized that I was quite a strong person and that I actually had potential, which prior to that I had none. And I also honestly believed that the key to moving on powerfully in my life was all about understanding what had happened and why I'd allowed it to happen in the first place. Yes, he'd done all these terrible things to me, but I was the person who'd allowed it. He wouldn't have done it if I hadn't allowed it. So by working out what really happened and then changing my thoughts and my beliefs about me, I believe I found the answer and the only way out of that big, dark hole that I could get out of. And I'd found the answer within myself. I also knew that if I didn't find out these answers, I would never, never, ever get over what had happened to me. And I was going to stay resentful, bitter, and constantly relieving my story. I just didn't want to do that. I could never be who I was meant to be if I didn't get the answer. And at the time, I also knew that I had no idea of what I was but I did have some belief that I had huge potential. So after all these lots of digging, self-digging, lots of courses, lots of exploration, what did I learn? Okay, I learned about, I learned at least 12 things. So I'm going to give you the list of what I learned. The first thing was the biggest lesson to me and the biggest, it was probably the first, first lesson I learned was that I'd allowed it to happen. I allowed every little thing that happened to me because I had no boundaries, none whatsoever. So I had to take responsibility for my actions or my inactions, which was more to the point. And although I couldn't change what others did to me, I certainly could have changed what I did. And I could have said no. The second thing I learned which I had no idea about, was there is no shame in saying no. 
Others should respect that you say no. And no absolutely does mean no. Revelation. Boundaries are essential and they're very, very healthy. And it's boundaries that keep you safe and secure. And you can say no. So the third thing that I learned is that I have all the answers inside me and I just need to believe in myself and things will be revealed to me. So you can go to psychologists, but they don't tell you the answers because the answers are inside you. You have the answers. They can get the answers out of you. They don't have the answers. You have the answers. And the fourth thing was that I have a gut instinct and that gut instinct is usually right. And I learned that I needed to trust my gut and not what someone else says. And don't second guess my gut feeling. The fifth thing I learned, which sort of surprised me, but didn't surprise me, is the patterns, you know, everywhere in life. And life is full of patterns that just keep on repeating themselves until the repetition is broken. So this was very obvious in my own family life, you know, patterns my parents did my sister did, that I broke, but I didn't see the patterns in my choices. And when I looked at my husband's family, I realized that our family had mirrored his family. We had repeated exactly the same patterns. And I see it in my children and his relationship today. It's exactly the same as his and his father's. So while some of the patterns were so obvious, others were not. They might've been obvious to other people, but to me, they were not. But the patterns need to be broken. Now, the sixth thing I learned, and this one flipped me out a little bit, I couldn't have married anyone else. I had to marry my husband because he treated me the same way my mother did. If anyone else had treated me differently, if they'd treated me like a princess or goddess, or just been nicer and better to me, I didn't believe I was worthy of that. So I would have rejected them. So I needed to work on my self-worth and learn to love me. The next thing I learned was to know myself. I had to learn who I was. I had to work out my strengths, my weaknesses, my vulnerabilities. I had no clue what I was good at, what I wasn't good at, what I liked, what I didn't like. I had no idea of what my personality type was. And all of this would have given me clues as to how I operate as a person. So learning so much about yourself is so important. You know who you are because you have no idea how capable you are and what goals and desires that you can actually achieve if you have no clue who you are. Now, the eighth thing I learned, I don't know, I think most people got this in childhood, but I think I missed it, was ask for what you want in life. I suddenly realized that nobody could ever give me what I wanted because I never told them what I wanted. Mind you, I didn't know what I wanted. So now I ask for things. You know, how can the universe provide for you if you don't say, help, I need help, I want something? It doesn't know. And no one else can read your mind and give you what you want. So ask for what you want in life. Say, I want respect from you. Oh, she wants respect. Oh, okay. But if you don't, if you don't ask for what you want, you don't demand what you deserve, you won't get it. Some of these things are so basic, but I just didn't get it. Now, the ninth thing I also learned is while giving is great, and I was fantastic at giving, 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 I actually had to learn to receive and take things back from people. I didn't believe I was important enough to actually receive things from other people. So accepting things back is a really, you know, that's how you fill your own cup. 
And if you don't fill your cup, you can't fill anyone else's cup. So learn to receive. Thank you to people who give you compliments. Actually, Tanya, thank you. And do you know what? You're actually giving them a gift because there's nothing worse than giving someone a compliment actually gives them pride in what they've given you. So actually learn to receive. Number 10 was, I suppose I was never happy. Do things that make you happy. Dance, sing, paint, if that's your thing. Explore the world. Do everything that makes you happy. Think about what makes you happy and do that. Not always giving in to everybody else's happy. And my happy was empty. Do happy. The 11th thing was, how important it is to be you. Don't be who someone else wants you to be. Be yourself and shine unapologetically. Be you. Be true to who you are. Now, probably the biggest thing I've got, I've put as number 12. Trust me, this is not in any order. (laughs) But one of the most important things that I think I've learned from all the courses, all the work that I've done And the realization of the most important thing that you have in life is it's your choice. You can choose if you move on. You can choose if you want to sit in the pity pit. You can choose if you want to wear a black dress today. Every choice you have in life is yours. So I can choose how my life pans out now. I can choose if I'm going to sit in the pity pit. I can choose my beliefs. I can choose my behavior too. So I can choose if I'm going to be shitty for the day and I'm going to be nasty to everyone or I'm going to put on a smile and get my funk together. And I can choose to change things if I want to. And I can choose to sit in things and go, okay, enough's enough. I've sat in it. Now, okay. And I believe choice is the most powerful and the biggest gift and the greatest belief that I possess. And you do too. So let me tell you, five years later, after all that happened, I put my book, my story down in a book and I published my book, Crazy Stupid Love, Unlocking Life's Lessons. And I was going to have a copy here and I'm sorry, I haven't got it with me. But I wrote the book because I wanted to help other abused women. I wanted them to understand what had happened to them because I didn't understand and I couldn't find a book to explain it to me. I wanted them to understand what emotional abuse can do to you and how hard it is to get your head around it because you really do believe, as you've been constantly told, it's you. Everything's your fault. And it's hard to change the neural pathways that have such a deep belief that everything went awry because you were so pathetic. So to think otherwise and know that it was all a lie is really, really hard. So by writing my book, I wanted other women to understand that there is hope and people do understand what happened to you. Some people do understand what happened to you. Others won't because they'll see the beautiful person from the outside, but they'll never see that inside that you got to live with. So I'm sharing this story with you now. But it's not a story I relive very often anymore. I certainly don't sit and and wallow in the poor me. The abuse is not something I want to remember. And there is no pride in my old behavior because I have to acknowledge that I allowed it to happen to me. But there is acceptance without any judgment because I know even though I allowed it to happen, I did the best I could with the information I had at the time. And I thought I was doing the right thing. So probably the biggest, most important learning that I've had over the years is that if you choose 
you can turn your life around. You can change the way you feel about yourself and you can rebuild your life. You can choose there's light at the end of the tunnel and you can choose to go on and have amazing friendships and amazing relationships. This is what I really want to share with others and the reason I do what I do. My story isn't unique. It's nothing special. It's a story that a lot of other people live, some worse. You know, it's a story. It's just a story. But while it's been an important story in my life for me because it's directed me to where I am today, it really doesn't matter to anyone else. But if I can act as a ah, ah to another woman, well, what a blessing and a gift I've given her. Because sometimes it tells, it takes someone else to tell a story before we actually can see it within ourselves. So any ahas I give other women, that's my blessing. So many other women have just as inspiring stories where they've learned the lessons of their past to become the amazing women they are today. And it is their stories that I want to share with you. So maybe you can pull bits and pieces out of what I've said today or something that they say on another day. And that's going to give you hope, desire, and passion to live an incredible life so you can go on and be the most inspiring person that you can be. I really do hope you enjoy these podcast series. I really hope that you get lots out of it. And thank you for your time today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Wow, Love, Light, Inspire, the podcast especially for women just like you by inspirational women who are prepared to share their stories with you. I hope you got something from the episode today and enjoyed it just as much. The new episode's released every Friday, so if you enjoyed it, please share it with your friends, subscribe so you never miss another episode, and we'd really appreciate it if you'd leave us a review. You can also find us and follow us on Facebook or Instagram, or you can go to the website, www.lovelineinspire.com and all the guests who have given their time and shared their knowledge with you. And please remember that the information spoken about today is general information only and not specifically about you and your situation. So if you need help, assistance or more information, please consult with an expert and get professional advice, especially for you. Thank you.